This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Follow all of the off-season action on Asherline and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week. Greetings from Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium in Jupiter, Florida, where the Houston Astros continue Grapefruit League play, taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. Ken Emanuel, left-hander, will go to the mound for the Astros today. Second appearance of the spring for Emanuel, and looking forward to seeing what he can do as he tries to get closer to making his big league debut. Yeah, in 2019, Ken Emanuel in AAA for the Astros had an 8-2 record. Uh, it does a little bit of everything. He, he'll come out of the bullpen. He'll makes, he made seven starts that season, and that's what he's done a lot in, in his career with the Astros. Man, he was drafted in 2013. He's 28 years old now, still hasn't made his debut. But I would bet, you know, if I was going to put money, that Emmanuel would be, make it to Minute Maid Park at some point this year. Emmanuel getting another opportunity this afternoon and getting a chance to start his own game. He's made one appearance so far this spring, giving up a run over an inning of work. You know, in his last appearance, we went over this, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit today, but uh, he was popped for a PED. But, you know, when Dusty Baker starts to talk about surprises and people that, that kind of come out of nowhere, for me, Ken Emanuel could be that type of player. His first pitch to Tommy Edmond, and that is a strike on the inside corner, nothing in one. I'm not sure how many more days that Emmanuel's going to have to sit, or even if he has to sit anymore this year, but he could help him. Oh, one. It's lifted foul and out of play off to the right. Emmanuel still does have to serve some more of that suspension this year. Not exactly sure how many more games. Yeah. It was originally uh, an 80-game suspension that was handed down in early August last year. The 0-2. That is strike three call on the inside corner, and Edmund goes wow. down looking. Just froze him with a pitch right on the inside corner, right at the knees. Yeah, that was a paint job. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, there's something different about Ken Emanuel these days. Maybe just a man on a mission, but he can he can pitch. You know, we talked about it a little bit in the open. Emanuel drafted in 2013. He's right. 28 years old. It's going to be 29 in June. First pitch to Paul DeYoung. That's down and in for ball one, and have to imagine when you're at that point in your career, Ken Emanuel, I'd be thinking, you're not going to have too many more chances. 1-0. Swing and a miss, 1-1. One one. Certainly not too many more chances to get to the big leagues. Well, he looks fantastic. I mean, we're talking about somebody who's still has great stuff. He's 28 years old. He was a college guy. Third rounder. 1-1. One, one. That misses inside. Two balls under strike. But his stuff is much more crisp these days, Ken Emanuel. 2019, he got into 28 games, AAA Round Rock. Seven starts, 
with an ERA under four. That's good. 2-1. That's hit hard. Foul off the screen in front of the Astros' dugout, which is on the third base side. And the count is even to DeYoung. Something about his body language tells you he's a little different. I mean, he looks confident. Got that chest, chest out just enough. Very encouraging signs from Emmanuel so far. One nothing Astros, one out, no one on bottom of the first. Two two to DeYoung. Swing and a miss. Back to back strikeout start off Emmanuel's day. And there are two out. And maybe not a coincidence that they've got Emmanuel starting this game against a lot of major league hitters just to gauge where he's at. There's another major league hitter to say the least, and Paul Goldschmidt. Big first baseman. First pitch to him. That misses down and in. Goldschmidt is one for six on the spring. Most pitchers love these conditions, though. Wind blowing in from left field, if you do fall behind, you can throw a cookie in there and let guys wail at it. The 1-0. That's a ground ball softly hit foul of the third baseline. Here's the defense for the Astros. Brantley, Straw, and Tucker in the outfield from left to right. On the infield, Toro's at third, Correa at short. Altuve again out there. He's playing second base. Gurriel's at first, and Garrett Stubbs catching. Altuve's playing a lot. Sure is. 1-1. That's just off the outside corner. I remember Altuve, first week of camp, uh, played, I think, in consecutive games, and Dusty Baker was asked about it. He said, that's what Altuve wants to do. Yeah. The 2-1. Swing and a dribbler foul behind home. So maybe a situation where Altuve wants to get as many uh, reps at bats as possible early. I think so, yeah. He, he wants to be ready when the, when the bell rings. You know, that starts to be a concern when you're, when you're looking at Bregman and, and Jordan Alvarez, how much longer they're going to be out of action. And are they going to get enough at bats to be sharp at the beginning? 2-2. Two -two. That's a ground ball softly left side. Emmanuel off the mound to field it and tosses the first in time. And the inning is over. Impressive 1-2-3 inning from Ken Emanuel. And after one, Astros won, Cardinals nothing. Olin Arenado stands in against Ken Emanuel, who had a 1-2-3 first with a couple of strikeouts. Left-hander delivers, and Arenado takes a fastball inside. Three for eight on the spring. And his first spring with the Cardinals. Coming over in that six-player deal from Colorado, 1-0. That's inside, two balls and no strikes. How about what we've seen from Emmanuel so far is going inside on these right-handed hitters. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll make all the difference in the world for a lefty. The 2-0. That's a ground ball left side. Down on one knee, Toro to field it. Straightens up and throws to first in time for out number one. This is what most hitters will tell you. Now, there's pitchers who will pitch inside, but if they don't pitch inside for strikes, then that doesn't garner their respect. They, they've got to be able to throw strikes inside for them to uh, be wary of that outside corner, so to speak. And if you know they're going to come inside, but it's going to be a ball, you can just take that and just look over the plate. Yep, still look out over the plate, lean out there. One out of no one on for Matt Carpenter, second baseman. 0 for 8 on the spring, a couple of walks. Three infielders in a triangle right side, pitch on the way. And that's just off the plate away, left-on-left -left matchup. The other thing that's important about pitching inside if you're a lefty against righties is to double up in there. A lot of pitchers will go in one time. The 1-0. It's outside. But if it becomes a pattern that you come inside that you're going to go away, then 
once again, you, you'll start to get those hitters to lean out over the plate and keep that front shoulder closed and hit with authority. The kick and the 2-0. Lifted in the center field, coming in on its straw, still coming in, and he makes the catch on the jog. Two out. Watching that ball to center field didn't look like the win was much of a factor there, but we've definitely seen it on balls hit to left field and right field so far. Two out, no one on for catcher Yadier Molina. Two for six on the spring. Back with the Cardinals on a one-year deal. Emmanuel delivers. And Molina wow. takes a strike on the inside corner, nothing in one. 91 on that fastball. Right at the knees. The kick and the 0-1. Breaking ball. That's in there for a strike. And it's quickly 0-2. How sharp is Ken Emanuel? Mm. He looks fantastic. Very impressive. Molina now 38 years old. The 0-2. Just <laughs> off the outside corner. Is that a changeup? Yeah. Something off. A changeup just below the zone on the outside corner. I mean, it's perfect location. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. Went back to the changeup, and Molina can't connect, and the inning is over. Third strikeout for Emmanuel. He's retired all six. He's faced so far. Shape-wise, my pitches I feel really good about. Uh, command I feel pretty good about. Um, you know, I'd say the last tick or two of kind of that zip to it isn't quite there yet, but that's pretty normal for this. You know, I'm not concerned about that at all with it being only my second outing. So, uh, all in all, very happy with where things are right now. We've been exploring a cutter, but that's just been something I've been doing in throwing program the past week or so. Um, but I, I'm not sure, you know, how that's going to progress and when that will come into, you know, a game situation. But, but yeah. What you take away from Wonder Ball and kind of who were you able to face out there and how did you think you, you fared out there? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was very competitive. You know, I feel like every every lineup I faced had a bunch of big leaguers on it or guys that have had to in the past at least. Um, so uh, as far as the talent out there, it was really good. So it was nice playing in, you know, high-level baseball. Um, you know, and for me personally, it was it was a big deal just to kind of get some reps in a competitive situation, uh, especially after getting um, some injections in my elbow. Um you know, last April, it was it was important for me to to get some mound reps. Obviously, there were uh, I think ten pitchers made their major league debut last year for the Astros. Um, was that was that tough to swallow, knowing that that you could have been one of them? Yeah, for sure, for sure. A uh, little bit of a salt in the wound scenario uh, for me, but um, you know, I played with a lot of those guys that debuted, and I know you know the ones that I have played with. Uh, that debut working really hard. So, you know, it's not like there was any anger towards them or anything. It was just kind of disappointing the situation. Hey, Kent, um, obviously you've made it, you've made it pretty known um, on your end and, and shared your side of the story regarding the suspension. I'm wondering how long did it take you to kind of, I don't want to say move past it, but kind of compartmentalize and say you kind of have to move forward and, focus on pitching and focus on when you, when you do get back, be ready for, to contribute as much as you can. Right. Uh, I don't think that was ever a problem for me. I feel like, um, you know, all the guys that are at this level are extremely good at compartmentalizing. You have to be, I mean, even if it's not something as serious as a drug suspension, you know, these kids might have children that are sick or, 
you know, relationship problem. It could be all kinds of off the field stuff that guys have to deal with. So I feel like we're all really good at compartmentalizing. So as far as that goes, like from the actual baseball side of it, it wasn't too big of a problem. You, you mentioned you have 18 games left. So I assume that takes you to some point in May. Um, what does, what does April and May look like for you? Do you know yet? Like what, what you're allowed to do, what you can do in that respect? Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, you know, I feel like just even with triple A ball, like delaying recently, we just, there's so many question marks as to how the virus is going to play out, how, you know, what kind of protocols we're going to have. So um, it's just kind of a day by day kind of thing. I'm not really sure what uh, the month of April is going to going to bring. The biggest eye opener of the day is Kent Emanuel, who started for the Astros those first two innings, how sharp he was and how good he looked. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was good to see Ryan Presley pitch the way he did today, getting an inning of work, you know, rough, rough stretch for him the last year plus or so where he was a bit inconsistent, even said so. You know, he felt like he was always working on things last year. And to see Presley come out today and be really sharp, I think, is encouraging also. After Ken Emanuel went a perfect two is Ryan Presley, who figures to be the Astros' closer this year. Of course, great stuff. He'll face 7-8-9 in the order for St. Louis, still looking for their first base runner. Dylan Carlson, the right fielder, leads things off. He's a lefty. So Presley, of course, with the electric stuff, fastball, curve, and slider, all plus-plus. Three infielders on the right. Altuve a few steps into the grass in shallow right field. Outfielders are deep. First pitch to Carlson's on the outside corner for strike one. That one at 94 miles per hour from Presley. Presley hoping for, for good health in 2021. Been an issue the last couple of years. Here's the pitch, and it's just downstairs. Did he offer at it? Yes, he did. Went around too far. Tried to check his swing. No balls and two strikes. You know, Presley said that last year he felt like every time he went to the mound, he was working on something. Mm. And obviously that's, that's no way to pitch. Still put up pretty good numbers. He's a strikeout machine. Here's the 0-2. Curveballs fouled away. You know, still never really looked 100% or looked completely right during 2020. Yeah, we saw flashes of it, uh huh, but not to the degree, say, in 2018 when he was unhittable. The 0-2. Breaking ball, did he go? Yes, he did. Stopping it with Stubbs. He'll throw to first to complete the strikeout and a wicked curveball from Presley. There's one away. No, that's the Presley we're used to seeing right there. Yeah, when he gets ahead, it's over. When he's right... How about when he came over, Robert, 26 games for the Astros in 2018. He came over at the deadline from the Twins, a 0.77 ERA. It was just ridiculous. Didn't allow a run in his last 21 appearances that year. Here's Tyler O'Neill, right-handed batter. Man, if I'm a hitter facing Presley, I'm swinging early. First pitch, swings early, swinging a miss. I would have done just like that. Hope you get the fastball. He got yep. the slider. Oops. Miss it by three feet. <laughs> Lane Thomas is on deck. Astros lead 1-0, bottom of the third inning in Jupiter, Florida. The pitch. Dots the outside corner. Strike two. It's 0-2. That'll get you caught in between as a hitter. Oh, my goodness. Think you're getting the fastball first pitch, get the slider swing through it, then he dots a fastball on the that's, outside corner. Well, that's the thing. When you have a pitcher like this and he throws a first pitch breaking ball for a strike, once you've seen how sudden it breaks, that's in your head the rest of the A-B. Fastball just missed outside and low. Oh, Presley he, thought he had it. 
O'Neal slumped his shoulders. He thought he was going to get rung up. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, when, once you see it, it's in the back of your head, and it's hard to pull the trigger on his fastball. This is a pitcher who throws mid-90s. Here's the one-two. Breaking ball is in the dirt, lays off of it. It's two and two. The Astros have made some bolstering acquisitions this offseason to, to help out the, the late innings to go along with Presley. You think Joe Smith, he's back from opting out last year. 2-2. Two, two. Curveball got him. Strike three. A pair of strikeouts for Presley. Now there's two outs. I think Tyler O'Neill is just glad that that at-bat is over. <laughs> I mean, he got abused during that at-bat. My goodness. Boy, you see that a lot with Presley. I remember just kind of feeling like we would, in between innings when Presley was coming into the game, set the over-under just a little, just for fun, on if he was going to strike out one that inning or two. <laughs> yeah. You know it was going to be one or the other at least. Yeah. Lane Thomas, the batter, another righty. Hook, strike. Man, he threw it right at the knees. So you had last two hitters, uh, Carlson and O'Neill uh, and uh, Thomas, starting them with first pitch breaking balls. Yeah, good luck after that. Tommy Edmonds on deck. Astros up one nothing. Presley always out of the stretch, just outside. Another acquisition for the Astros, Pedro Baez, veteran reliever from the Dodgers. Still haven't seen him in game action. Yeah, he's one of the guys out in the health and safety protocol right now. Yep. Ryan Stanek they got. He Pitch pitched in a B game a couple of days ago. Right. Looking forward to seeing him. 1-1. One, one. Curveball, missed low. It's 2-1. and one. He was an opener for the Rays quite a bit during the, the 2018 season. Nobody's done that more than him, have they? I think that's right. Two outs, nobody on. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Breaking ball there. So behind in the count, he gets the breaking ball, thinking, all right, I might get a fastball. Nope. Two balls and two strikes. Mostly sunny skies here in Jupiter, Florida today. Very windy. Supposed to be windy tomorrow, too, but the Astros have the day off. Here's a 2-2. Fastball. Strike three. Got him right on the outside corner. And it's a perfect striking out the side third inning for Ryan Preston. I felt pretty good today. Um, you know, obviously, like, there's still still things I'm working on. Um, you know, the results were good today, but, um, you know, just we got to build on that and, you know, try to keep getting better every single day. But uh, for the most part, I was happy with how my body felt and how everything was just coming out of my hands. So we're, I think we're in a really good spot. Did it maybe exceed your expectations for a first outing, or was it kind of borderline what you expected? I mean, obviously, like, you, you want to go out and strike out the side, obviously. But, um, you know, I I just wanted to go out there and throw strikes and be able to throw my breaking ball for a strike. Uh, I just wanted my body to feel good. I, I didn't really necessarily care about results today. Um, I just wanted to go out there and be able to, to fill the strike zone uh, up with everything that I had today. How do you see the bullpen coming together so far? You know, uh, have you gotten uh, to know some of the uh, the new guys, Stanek and, and C-Shack and, and Baez a little bit? And just what do you think of the way you guys are kind of meshing? Yeah, I mean, a bunch of really good dudes, um, you know, have been having conversations with them throughout spring. Um, they all seem to have that uh, good head on their shoulders and um, they're eager to learn. And I know they want to take the ball every single day. So it's going to be fun to, to spend a full year with these guys and, and watch how they go out there and, and handle their business. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to get Joe back. I know he missed uh, last year with everything, but I'm excited to have him back in the bullpen. 
Um, you know, same with, uh, you know, Stanek and, and, you know, if we, when we get Josh James back and all these other guys, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited to, to be down there with those, with those dudes. You didn't overlap with them for a, an extraordinary amount of time, but what do you know about Jake Odorizzi and what do you remember just about him being his teammate in Minnesota? Just a great person in general on and off the field. Um, he's just a really humble guy. He, he works hard. Um, you know, I've, I enjoyed being his teammate when I was in Minnesota. Um, you know, I'm excited to have him back down here. Uh, it's he's going to help us out a lot, and uh, I can't wait to see him. I hope uh, hope everything's going good with him, and and we can get him back on the field here soon. Hey, Dusty, um, Emmanuel looked pretty sharp. Where do you think he might fit into your plans when you know his suspension is over? Oh well, yeah, I think he's going to help us sometime. You know, uh, you know during the season. You know, like we don't know exactly where, but I mean, he can pitch. The first time I've seen him really, you know, pitch, and they told me he could pitch. Like I said, I'm, I'm new to a lot of these guys, but, uh, you know, he mixes his speeds well. He has good command. Uh, his ball, he has life on his ball, sinks, and then he can throw one up upstairs and pretty good breaking ball. So, like I said, I was impressed. I was impressed with him. And, you know, he saw some pretty good hitters. It's not like he was in the bottom of the order or or the guys off the bench but he i mean he got some pretty good hitters to uh you know to get out so uh you know i'm, I'm i was impressed how encouraging was it to see Pre to see presley looking healthy and getting the results he got in his first out yeah i mean, it was really impressive i mean he looked like he was in mid-season form his uh fastball was in, in the mid 90s uh and uh his breaking ball was sharp and, uh, you know, he looked good. I mean, he looked good. Uh, he, you know, he's in a good frame of mind. And um, it was real impressive to, to see the way he, you know, he, he had a very clean inning and he, and he threw the ball where he wanted to. Dusty, who's pitching on Tuesday? McCullough. And we we're hoping he can go three innings. So, because last time he, he went one, but he could have gone more, but we had a long inning. So, you know, we're going to try to stretch him and some of the other guys out because they only got like, you know, two or three more turns for you know, before we got to go. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing Company is the proud sponsor of Asherline.